What's going on, everybody? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? <laughs> my name's Meryl Wilson, and my friend who cannot wait to talk is Maria Weiler, and we are on another episode of the Bold Women Podcast. Trying so hard not to say something. So welcome. Welcome. I just noticed that I often leave a lot of empty space for you to make an introduction. Yeah, you kind of do. Thanks. And then when I bring it in, you're like, hi, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Difference between me and Maria. Well, welcome. Come on. <laughs> Come on in Looks the room. Like I'm not going to say anything the rest of this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, Unless is. Meryl asks me a point blank question. She can't help herself. She's going to. Maria, what is? Yeah, I got it right here. Got it right here for you. Anyways, today's topic's a little interesting. So it is. It's we're calling it "Who or What Is Your Idol," also known as idolatry, which doesn't sound fun. No, no, no. I, don't, I mean, I don't know that we have like a title per se, but we're talking about idols today. Yeah, we have "Who or What Is Your Idol." Yeah. That's the title. Yeah, ooh, ooh, and it's rhyming. Let's go. I said, and it's rhyming. Let's go. How is who or what is your idol rhyming? I said, who or what is your idol? That's the title. Oh. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. Moving on. Got it. <laughs> I was like, there is nothing. Yikes. There is nothing in that title that rhymes. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Maria has okay. gone to Bible school and stuff. Whoa. She's like smart. So why don't you tell the tell I don't everyone know about that? Tell the group um, what's what is meant by having an idol. Man, I think that um, this is going to be not a professional answer, but I think it's something that we're asking for wisdom, not professional. Perfect. I think what has your heart is a better way to maybe say that. That's so good. like. What has your focus? What has Ooh. your what has your focus? What has your um your drive? What has your um where do you put your value? Yeah, what has your heart, the core of who you are? Oof. Okay, that's good. That's that would good be how answer. I would I would rephrase it. Is that is that that's a good answer. Thanks. So, you know, sometimes we get really comfortable with um like our blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to take them for granted or we can get arrogant and act like they can't be taken from us. So like, what else do you think can be learned here? And I mean that to say, well, maybe I'm asking myself the question, <laughs> but if you want to take a stab at it, you're more than welcome to, since okay. I'm asking it. Um, but I, I just think about like, you know, certain, <laughs> have you heard that creak? It was from moving the mic. <laughs> Sorry, I was adjusting like, my. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was, was adjusting really my angle, and I was trying to be quiet with it. Nope, uh, that's funny. Okay, so um, I was I when I wrote this out, I was thinking about like um, like your spiritual gifts, for example. Yeah. So we can get really comfortable with somebody who. Oh, let's think of an obvious one. Somebody who can like sing. Right. Um, I will, I mean, I guess Meryl can sing. I mean, I guess I will just take, uh, this as an example and I will kind of answer the own, my own question and you can certainly give yours too. But like, um, 
I've been known to carry a tune. She can sing. I'm not tone deaf. But At all. I, so that's something that is, it's just natural, right? So yeah. that is something that um, I really, truly enjoy doing. And most of the time I love to sing to myself. <laughs> Or to the Lord, if I'm listening to like praise, worship music type stuff. But oftentimes, I mean, I get very uncomfortable or I have all generally been very uncomfortable in public, like singing, and I don't like to do it. Um, and I think that in, it was at one point, gosh, I had started going to church again. It was like I'd gotten back into going to church yeah. and it was prior to me finding out about my husband's infidelity and all of that stuff. And I had actually, what had prompted me to audition for like the worship team at church to sing was I was having this conversation with my mom and she was like, why aren't you on the worship team? Why aren't you serving in church? And I was like, okay, first of all, <laughs> do you know what I just went through? First of all, well, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. Oh, at that point, that yet. My life oh, okay. was just my life was just a hot mess that I wasn't telling anybody about at that point. Okay, and um, but the pre upside down, yeah. So it was um, I what was I saying to her? Like I hadn't even been going to church for very long, and I was going like inconsistently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of it was like work had had affected that, and then um. I mean, I still was just like, it just wasn't super consistent for me. And so I was just like, I don't feel like I should do that. Like whatever. And my mom was like, you have a gift. You Mm -hmm. have been performing for yourself for how long did you know that these like, and she was, she said this in just like a very stern way. So thanks mom for saying that because I, I mean, she really got me to think about it. Kind of like got like jolted you back. Yeah, like it, jolted you a little bit of like, oh. It did okay. because she was like, do you know that that's not for you? Like your gift is not for you. Mm-hmm. You've been sitting here, you know, you can sing to yourself and do whatever. And you have this talent that you need to share with other people. And like, because it's not yours. That's not your gift. God gave that to you. Mm-hmm. And he gives us gifts to share with other people. And I was like, oh, dang, like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um, so then I had tried out for it and it was essentially like um, Delory, our, our dear friend, who was a worship team leader. She was like, okay, so when would you be able to start? And I was like, I'm not really sure. I'll have to let you know. And then literally like a couple of weeks later, my life fell apart. So <laughs> It took a while for me to like really come back around. Like it was, yeah. it was a while before I actually started joining there. And I've even had times where I've had to take long breaks because I get, I'm weird about it. So I'm still working through issues that I have. Sure. <laughs> I remember the first With time that, but- I heard you sing. Well, I think it was Christmas and you had your solo. You didn't hear me sing in high school. Oh yeah. I did hear you sing in high school. I used to sing the national anthem a lot. Of yeah, school. you did. Yeah. Wow. Forgot about that. Some other a cheerleader. Event, some other sporting event stuff. Yeah. And a musician. Not a musician. Well, I'm a vocalist. vocalist. Sorry. It's definitely different. I mean, I played the clarinet once upon a time. Did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's crazy. But I remember when hearing you sing um, the solo at Christmas. I remember being like, what year was that? Was that 2021 or 2020? 20, I think it was 21. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 I was 21. It's just like, I was just like, okay, Wilson, let's go. (laughs) It was, I mean, you can look it up. You can look it up on YouTube. Um, she's absolutely great. I think that's a huge thing. Well, just like what you're talking about, like how sometimes we can get arrogant and like, they can't be taken from us. And I, the question here says like, what can we learn with this? And I think when you're talking about like that, sometimes I think when things come so natural to us, we think it has to do with us or like, I'm good at this. Like this is, or that this is my thing. This is my thing. um, Something I have. And it's like, no, the Lord gave you that. That was a gift to you. Yeah. And oftentimes I feel like, especially it's those that, as I hit the mic, what, like what just comes natural to us. Right. Because it's, or we don't often feel like, well, it's just me. Like yeah. I'm just being me. Well, like, yeah, that's, yeah, you're just being you because that's what you were made to do. That's yes. what you were made. You had that. Yep. So the second I think where we don't think it can get taken from us is we get cocky with it of like, well, it is just me. So I am good at this. And I think, okay, hear me out. I think there's this different of like gifting and anointing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, like your gifts don't ever fade. Like God gave them to you. They will last your whole life. But the anointing, what you do with the gift that can come and go. Cause if depending upon your heart, yeah, well, I think he can also take your gifts to you from you. Oh, I think you could well. too if he. Yeah, I mean, you like you hear people just thinking of singing too, where it's like, gosh, um, I can't think of like a person for example that it would be the scenario, but you have heard of happening. It was like who they sang their whole life, they had a surgery, it goes bad, and they can't sing anymore. Yeah, or you have, I mean, like just literally, it is such a gift. I think where we flip into idols is where we think it has something to do with us. Yeah. I mean, I damaged my gift. <laughs> Alcohol, smoking things, cigarettes, and that funny tobacco. <laughs> You're like, all of it. All oh, that fun stuff. All of it. Yeah, that wasn't good. I definitely don't have the range I used to anymore. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think about stuff I think about stuff like that. And it's it's like what you were saying is like I I was making it about me yeah. because I was keeping it to myself for a really long time. And like, just like, and like to share that with other people. And yeah. it was really only like close friends and family knew that I've like sang or whatever and stuff. Yeah. And I think that in a sense that is kind of a, a way of idolizing like something that you have or yeah. like a gift that you have. Yeah. Cause it's, you're making it about yourself and it's like, Oh, I don't want to be, I, cause I, something I struggle with in, in this and that I still struggle with today is, um, like I have issues with like timing and things mm-hmm. like that. And I get really in my head about, about that sort of thing. Yeah. And cause I just want it to sound really good and I want to be on time and I want to be, um, just like a professional recording artist that literally does this for a living. And I think that I'm going to make that happen in a couple weeks worth of rehearsing. Yeah. Um, and so, but then again, there it is like me making it about me and it's like, well, (laughs) this is, this is like, this is an issue for you. The, um, I also think too, like a big, big thing of like, what's your idol is like, what's your identity? Like, where do I find value in my identity? So I think of, um, for example, my life, like when I was in college and I played basketball, um, like that was my identity for so long of like, well, like people, you know, like you meet people and you're like, Oh, I'm on the basketball team here, which is cool. I was, but that was like, that was like, that was who I was. Not the fact that I did all these 80 other things that I loved, but it was like, that was that. And how I think sometimes when I remember when that kind of came crumbling down, when I just was like, I got so 
burnt out. And I remember being in um, a couple different moments with it of like talking about it being a gift. I remember this was, it was before I was done playing my sophomore year. I only played two years just cause I, like I said, I got burnt out and it just, it wasn't great, but I was able to like go back and like do strength conditioning and coach when I was in Bible school. So that was incredible. Um, but I remember there was a time I was, I was in the middle of practice and I was just complaining in my head and this dude rolled by in a wheelchair. Like I was just talking to God, just venting about how much I hated it. And I didn't want to be here anymore. And then this guy just rolled across the gym in a wheelchair, like out the door. So I was like, I am so sorry. Like I have legs that I can move. And that person would probably mm-hmm. do anything to be able to like hop up and go run on a basketball court and just be able to move. And then, um, yeah. So I think sometimes it's those moments, yeah, where we think it's all about us. What do I feel? What do I want? What do I think? What's, what's my dream? And it just gets so internally twisted. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a a big piece. What would you say there's, okay. I think this is kind of interesting. And there's one of the 10 commandments is that you should have no other God besides God. Like that's like number one. And so that's basically what this, like this idol idea comes from. So God, um, scripture also says that he's a jealous God, meaning that he, he wants to be first. He wants to be first. He wants to have your whole heart and he, and he's good with it too. Cause he's like, you give me all of it. I promise you, you will have the best life that you could ever have on this earth. Like you, you, you try to hold on to your life. You're going to lose it, but you give up your life for me. You're going to gain life. Um, like that's just, that's just his promise. But, um, he does, he's a jealous God, meaning he doesn't like when something else has your heart outside of him. Not that you can't care about other things, not that you, other things can't matter to you. Not that you don't have likes, desires or any of that, but he just doesn't want it to take the place of him. Yeah. Um, so what would you say? We have things here. It's 12 questions to help us identify that there might be some idols inside of us. And so I think we could kind of go through some of these and then we could kind of maybe see why God is so much about like, Hey, no, what's in your heart really does matter. Yeah. So I pulled these 12 questions to help identify idols in the heart, um, by, um, Christina Fox. She wrote a blog about this, but she wrote a book called idols of a mother's heart, which I have not read, but I thought these were really, really good questions. And so like one of them is like, it says, uh, what do you spend your time on? The things we value and cherish most are what we dedicate our time to. And so, you know, obviously if you are spending, spending time, spending more time working than you are with your family, like with your family or if work comes before your relationship with God, then there's going to be be a little strife there. There will be. I mean, and there always is whenever you do things out of order, (laughs) there's the Bible's very specific about how you should prioritize things in life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, God, your spouse, then it's your children, Mm -hmm. then your job. And then what, what, uh, or like basically others. And then I think your jobs even after that, like, yeah, something. Yeah. I think I might have that flipped, but Um, but yeah, it's, it's very simple and it's very specific. Yeah. And so, um, if, if anything is doing that, so, I mean, but some of these questions are good because it's like, 
you know, what that's probably the most obvious thing. I think it kind of goes, but then it like digs a little bit deeper. So like the second one is like, what do you spend your money on? What we invest our money in is often an indicator of what we love the most. Ooh. So are you spending? Yeah. Are you spending too much of your money doing shoes and then like not tithing? Like, mm-hmm. are you yeah. spending, Tithing's a huge spending one. That's hundreds, a big one. spending hundreds of dollars, getting your hair and nails done every month. And yet you aren't bothering to tithe at mm-hmm. church or, you know, being generous, to generous somebody. or charitable, yeah. you know, with, with what you do have. Um, so what are your strongest emotions? This one was really interesting to me. So Ooh, it was like such as, is... such as fear or anger. And it says, um, we often respond with strong emotions when our idols are threatened or we can't access our idols. That's so good. And uh, yeah, that one made me think like, okay. Especially, fe- okay, the past, let's get down to the, n- the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like past probably like four months. Five months, I feel like I've been realizing, and it's one of those things that's good because I can now do something about it, but how much fear I have allowed in my life. Mm. And it's one of those, it's like, oh man, that controlled so much of what I didn't do. Thinking I was like being wise or thinking I was being safe, but really like there's this underlying root of like an unholy fear of, well, I'm not, I would much rather just not do anything and be safe. Yeah. Anger is usually like my go-to. Sometimes people are like they they put they'll attach uh they'll attach themselves to like say their house. Yeah. So, you know, I mean obviously that is a, well that's a huge investment and huge. and not saying that you should not get a house. That's not what I'm saying, so don't twist it. So, but like if that is like consuming you and if like if you're somebody who has their home, who's like, that's like a museum and you can't let anybody touch anything inside of it. Or, you know what I mean? Like there are people that are like, that are very, um, we won't say OCD, but probably. I feel like you're staring at me a smidge. Well, I'm just, you're the person across the table from me. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. Stuff has its place. I'm self-diagnosed. With I am, a mild form of it. So. I, I do have a smidge, I would say, but not to the extreme. Like if somebody, but I just mean, you know, like if that's yeah. taking, like if that's taking, if that's taking a lot of your, like it says earlier, like if that's taking up your focus yeah, and like, you can't enjoy something because you can't you enjoy can't, people in your home because you're freaking out. Cause that, you're too concerned about it yeah. being needing to be pristine or something yeah. like that. Then I mean, maybe that's something you need to like take a look at. Yeah. Um, what controls you are often our idols often define and rule our days. Mm. Um, is your life centered around your children? That's Ooh. a huge Ooh. one. Oh, I'm coming for you. Parents who allow yeah. their children and their children's schedules and their children's activities run the home instead of their relationship with Christ, their relationship yeah. with their spouse. You know, it's like if you are realizing like if you're in that situation, it's very easy to change those things around. But like, I mean, and I am saying this as somebody who is not a parent. Mm-hmm. So, of course, take what I say with a grain of salt, but no, I've but I still feel this, like we can I've observe. seen this with I've seen this with my own eyes. Yeah. People who do that, who prioritize their children and their children's activities and their children's social lives and everything. And that turns into a buffer. Like 
in their relationships with Mm -hmm. their spouses. And then the next thing you know, it's like your whole life revolves around your children. Well, then your children uh, grow up, graduate, leave the house, and then what? Think the whole world revolves around them as well? Also that. Like that piece? But like, I mean, that's that's definitely a potential thing unless you've raised some pretty awesome Awesome kids. kids. But like, then you're left with, your spouse and you're like, oh gosh, we haven't really like focused on each other in the last 13, I don't know you. 14 years. Yeah. I have no idea who this no person is. is. And it's like, you have to try and figure that out. But like the Bible says that we need to prioritize our marriage over our children. And so you have, that's why they, it's stressed so much. You can throw a dart at any church and you're going to hit a relationship series that they are Someplace. doing and where they're talking about. Yep how you need to keep dating your spouse. You need to keep pursuing your spouse and how important that is. Well, especially in, in within ministry and churches too. And um, for those who are listening that are believers too, like your family is your number one ministry. Yeah. Like just, if I can hit on that, um, where like, yes, doing things and serving in church is so good, but if it comes at the, the loss of your family and do that together with your family, do that. It will strengthen your family. But like, if you can't minister to your family and you put like what I do for the ministry above your family, like yeah, that's a little, that's off balance. Yeah. In my, like in my opinion. Yep. Next question. What do you fear losing? I think this is a huge, what we think one. we can't live without is often an idol. And mm-hmm. honestly, for me, <laughs> a sense of being in control yep. is a huge was a huge thing. I have always just been like, oh my gosh, well, if I'm not in control of this, if I can't control this mm-hmm. outcome, if I can't do this, then everything's going to fall apart or I'm I'm either going to get in serious trouble. I'm going to be a failure. People are going to hate me. People aren't going to be able to rely on me for anything. They're mm-hmm. not going to trust me. Uh, no one's going to like me. No one's going to find me valuable. I'm not going to be enough for the next thing. I'm not going to be considered for the next thing. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> no. Okay, it's really... No, I feel you. I feel people, you a hundred percent. People that I have only like recently met in the last few months. I had this one person who <laughs> we were like out and about and I am like, was like joking around or whatever. I mean, I joke around all the time, sarcastic being sometimes all the time, but also like I, Sometimes I like to think that I am not a tightly wound person. <laughs> and this guy's good. And this guy's looking at me. We're talking about stuff. And he was just like, does this with his hands, just like slowly like, brings it. He's, like, he's like, relax, relax. And I was like, what do you mean? I am relaxed. And he was just like, he just like, like, the no, way you're he not. looked at me. And I was like, no, oh, you're not. <laughs> and then I was talking about this with my friends later. And I was like, Am I, do I like come off as tightly wound? And (laughs) my friend Chelsea, thank you. She was just like, I mean, yeah. (laughs) A smidge. Yeah. And I honestly, I'm like, oh my gosh. So what do I look like? Chill. Like what, what is that? And she's like, well, I've seen you be chill. Like when you're around, like your close friends, like you are. I think when you feel safe too. Yeah, that's then you're true. chill in this, uh, this aspect of like, I know I'm, I'm in a safe environment. I'm by safe people. And, yeah, um, I'm in a safe, like I'm at peace on the inside. Then I think your walls come down. Yeah. Well, thank you for pointing that out. That makes me feel better. 
But that, I mean, but yeah. that was like a huge thing is like, and, and this illusion that I created for myself of thinking that I was in control or that I needed to be in control yeah. definitely contributes to my tightly wound exterior. <laughs> <laughs> she just stares at me. I'm sorry. She's laughing. I'm just <laughs> laughing right now. I don't see it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean relax? I am relaxed. It's like your shoulders are saying <laughs> otherwise. Okay. Your traps are to your ears right now. So you just need to calm down. <laughs> hey, but I'm the trap queen. I do. Okay. Meryl has great traps. <laughs> she has really good traps. Anyway. <laughs> um, I did way too much of... Oh. Lap pull downs behind the head when I was younger. Anyway, sheesh. Next, um, next question. So, like the fear of losing, I think is huge. Um, one of the biggest ones too. Or if if there's something in your life, I've heard this once said once too. If you want to know if something's from God, let it go. Ooh. Like, because if you let it go and it's from God, it will come back around and it Your will girl stay. Cannot has a tough time letting things go. Yeah, you couldn't believe it. If you, especially when it comes to relationships, let it go. Ooh. And if it, yeah, who does that? Nope. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Or that idea of it, like you're any of that too. just put it in his hands. If it, if it is him, it'll come back around. Yeah. Cause I, I think of this. So this is when I'm going to try to get the story right. Um, I want to say it was Paul. Ah, I could be wrong, but anyways, it was one of the disciples and they basically were preaching, got put in prison. They got let go. And the high priest, the people were just freaking out. And the high priest basically said this, he said, um, who were based this idea of like, we, we can try to stop it all we want, but if it's God, we're not going to be able to. And if it's not God, it's going to fizzle out on its own. I think that was Paul. Cause wasn't was it, it Paul? Was it Paul and Silas? I mean, I think it was Paul and Silas. Yeah. But it was just that. And I think that's that kind of concept too, of like the things that God has will not pass over you. They will be for you. You don't have to stress or worry about them. And that's that in between spot, right? Where it's like, hey, what do I do with this? And that's sometimes where we can like try to grab a hold too much when we're trying to figure that out. That's it, the control piece. Um, but yeah, that um, what is of God is not just going to like, just like bop out of your life and just be gone. Like it's gonna, it'll come back around. Like he, it'll be there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, another question. Yeah. The next question is like, what do you trust in to make your life better? Idols often become our refuge and what we turn to mm. for help and hope. Ooh, Ooh, I think another way to word that is, um, coping, coping <laughs> or what, um, what has you or what has a hold of you? Like where, um, I think of things where I think for me, like, just in the past, whatever, like learning a food too. Like, so like, I know that's what I was thinking of too. That's where my mind went was yeah. like, are you like eating your feelings? Are you like, is that your sense of comfort? Yeah. Um, some people attach like have an emotional attachment to like yeah. their physical, um, things, things that they have. So they have a lot of things like yeah. they become pack rats and, yeah. I mean, it could be each person kind of has their own vice, but I think the big thing, well, and it's also this aspect of scripture that's making me think of like, um, you can, I'm going to botch this, but it's basically like everything's lawful, but not everything is good for you. So it's like each person's going to kind of have their own little vices per se, but that doesn't mean that it's good for you. Um, or so I think it's one of those things like, what has you, what can you not let go of? What can you not, not go without, um, what's, I think of if I had to, this is back to food thing. If I have to have sugar after every meal, 
and it's like a craving and I can't go without it. And I can't, I can't say no to it. I don't have the ability to practice self-control with it. Then we're going to run into some issues like where it has, it has control over me. I don't have control over it because one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Yeah. And that's what like, um, you know, addictions and things like that can form as a result of prioritizing stuff like that, like not knowing how to cope with certain things. And that's not to say that that's like somebody's fault, but sometimes we turn to stuff to help us feel better. And then it ends up becoming a habit or, or an addiction or an unhealthy attachment. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like what's coming to mind right now is like smoking cigarettes or something like um, somebody will turn to smoking cigarettes like when anytime that they're stressed out about something yeah well hey guess what throw yourself into a high stress job and what are you doing you're smoking all the time all the so time. then it becomes yeah. so then you become like chemically dependent on it and yep. and and that that uh, little release that you get from from doing that or whatever but really what it is is taking like smoking a cigarette takes what like anywhere from three to seven minutes to smoke one Really, you know, if you had, if you were equipped with a good coping mechanism, it Mm -hmm. would be, okay, I'm going to step away from this situation that is stressing me out. And I'm just going to like breathe and chill out for a Mm -hmm. few minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's what a cigarette has like taken that place. Taken that spot. So anyway. Well, and I think this is something too, just as a believer, if I can say this, this might be a little soapbox. I'm going to hop on it. Let's go. Okay. Step on up. So I feel like as believers, we've got to stop like pointing the fingers at things and habits that we wouldn't do. Um, but yeah, like, I've done a lot of them. So, but like <laughs> things we wouldn't do, or we would be like, don't do that. That's not good. Which clearly it's still yeah, could be not good. Right. Like we shouldn't have anything that has hold of us, but when we won't point the point, the fingers at ourselves for what we do, that's not just as not good. So right. There's as, something in, is it like, Proverbs where you got to take the plank out of your own eye before helping somebody, somebody get see theirs a speck out. in theirs. Yeah. And just this idea of like, we will point our finger so fast at, <clears throat> excuse me, at someone who consumes excessive amounts of alcohol, yet we will go and consume excessive amounts of Oreos spiking our blood pressure. You know what? I, this is what I'm just saying. Like yep. when we have like we're walking in gluttony and we can't um, it just because it it's still an addiction. Like yeah. God just doesn't want anything to have our hearts no matter yeah. what it is. So I think that's just my little soapbox of I think sometimes we can get um, a little too high and mighty when our sin just looks a little bit different. Right. Agreed. That's my okay. still both scenarios need Jesus and need work. Yeah. But that's just my little soapbox. Right, another another one. The, the other question would be like, what are your if onlys? Yep. So fill in the blank. If only X, Y, Z happened, then my life would be better. Oh my. Don't we all do this? Yep. <laughs> if only I was a little bit taller, if I was a little bit smaller, if I was a baller, what's that song? If I had song? a girl who looked good, I would call her. If yeah. I had a rabbit in a hat with that, a six foot one ball. Yep. That's right. So if only I had these things, if only my hair was better, if only my teeth were whiter or straighter, if only I had bigger boobs, if only I had a bigger butt, if only, if only, if if only I, if only I had like the family that they had, I mean, if only I had a million dollars, I think this is where we get into comparison too. Yeah. And then we start to like hate the life that we were given and versus be grateful for it. So then that would be comparison would be your idol. Yeah. Comparison would be a huge idol. 
Because you're just, you're just doing that the whole time. Yeah. And then I think ultimately. Not even looking at what you have to appreciate what you do Comparison is ultimately the root of lack of gratitude. Killer of joy. Killer of joy. Killer of joy. Um, another one is what sin or sins you constantly battle. Whatever we worship, whatever we love more than God, we will sin mm. to obtain it. Mm. Well. I wanted more reverb on my voice this on that, one, but it didn't work. <laughs> Let's try to let that this one oh, well that was a little better this one got me did it get you yeah 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 it did yeah it did whatever we worship whatever we love more yeah. than god you know sometimes yeah, true. sometimes i have found that i have idolized my desire to be in a relationship to find my husband mm. and prioritize that over my relationship with god mm-hmm. all same been there male attention <laughs> wanting attention from a man Mm -hmm. like that is just oh it's such a cringy place to be but people get there yeah i've been there i still struggle with that from time to time even i mean that's just like yeah i feel like that one of the things um i struggle with too is like having to prove like prove that i'm worth it where it's like no that's not has nothing to do with you like well let me show you i'm gonna show you how it's that people pleasing right if i can please people then my worth my value it can go down the line. Yeah. And sometimes I think that I battle with that in the sense of like, well, if I get the attention that I am seeking, then that means that I'm enough or Mm -hmm. that I could be good enough to uh, be loved by somebody or, you know, whatever. I mean, that's just, that is something I've really like struggled with on and off, like a lot, especially it's so annoying that we talk about things like when things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> like we come up with topics. I mean, that almost got me emotional saying that out loud because I was like realizing that as I was saying As you were it. saying it. I was it. like, okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Good job. Welcome. Awesome. This was our day today. <laughs> Welcome to my therapy session. Welcome to myself. counseling with Marilyn Maria. Yeah. So pull, to, pull up a couch. Yeah. Um, next one can anyone relate can anyone relate (laughs) yes please um this other one which i think we've mentioned this before multiple times what this isn't question number nine what areas of your life seem out of control because often the places we attempt to control we reveal idols whatever we're trying to control and make happen we have too much of our own hand in it well (laughs) (laughs) Let that one simmer. Let that one simmer a smidge. Let that one. Let the pot simmer. Number 10. What barriers do you face in your life keeping you from what you want? God often puts up barriers to keep us from our idols and bring us back to himself. What barriers do you face in life yeah. keeping you from what you want? Like, do you feel, oh, it reminds me of the song. Oh my gosh. Jonathan McReynolds is one of my favorite artists. The dude's range is nuts. Keep us from our idols. Um, and he has a song called Cycles. And oh yeah, you do love that song. I do love that song. His range is Oh, I think I just I just said it. But anyways, so part of the song is basically like this idea of um what do I do in life that keeps me in the same cycle? And the one there one line in there he's like um like the enemy learns from your mistakes and so he's going to like be prompted to kind of keep putting things in your life that, you know, like that he knows will trip you up, but um, one of my favorite lines in the songs, he's like, um, it must be something I ate, some song, some show, some some hate. 
And that's how I keep going in cycles. Um, Mm. So just basically about sometimes I think the barriers we face in our life that keep us from what God wants is because we live a life without our own barriers, like without our own. Yeah. So um, God's like, here, let me do right. Like you're not going to put boundaries up for your life. Like, let me put some up for you. Yeah. Um, You're not going to like, so yeah, like I think that's a huge part of, what do I want more? Do I want to live a life that I can just, okay, here's, I'm going to say it this way. Sometimes I think we look at a life with boundaries as that's not a free life and you can't do whatever you want. And it feels really, it feels restrictive. If like we look at it negatively versus seeing a life with boundaries as like, that's such a safe life. And there's actually so much more freedom in that because I'm not a slave to doing whatever I feel. And sometimes I think when we, if we can't say no to do something to how we feel, is that really freedom? Like, I would just like to pose that question of if I'm a slave to whatever emotion I feel, um, yes, I get the idea behind YOLO, like go do whatever you want. But I feel at the same time, like if that's your life's motto, you're going to live a life that, um, isn't going to turn out quite the way you think. Yeah. I think, I think YOLO is for like seasons in life. Yeah but not for your whole life. Right. Like not like, like I kind of like for like, I'm kind of in a YOLO season because the time is appropriate for me to be in one because I'm single. I don't have children. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I am in a spot in life where I can just kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. I want to have fun experiences. I want to have fun. I want to travel. I want to do like yeah. all these things, but yeah, you're right. I mean, people who try and do that, like for your whole life, their whole life. I don't know. You Maybe start to, I feel like you start to run into a burnout. That's for sure. Burnout. Well, the idea I think is you become a slave to whatever. And then you don't, you don't have that self-control over like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm wording it terribly in my head because I, I too similar situation. I'm single. I could go yeah. do something that I want. Like I'm a bit do, more apt to go fun experiences. Yeah. I want to just be able to, you know, live life to the fullest right now while I have this unique opportunity yeah. to essentially kind of run my schedule the way that I want to and yeah. you know, do those sorts of things. But yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I think I mean, it's at the spot though of like where we're talking about like where God puts a barriers, like, but it, am I living my life so freely that I'm now distant from him? Yeah. Like that's not actually yeah. living free. Right. I think that's a better way of like putting what I'm trying to say. Like, cool, I can be able to do whatever I want, but if whatever I want's like distancing me from him. I think a good example really of this, like I think a better doing whatever I, I want. think a better example is the false narrative out there that sexual freedom for women oh, they, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It is is empowering. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually. That's a great that's a great example. I think that's a yeah, I think that's probably a better one because it's like, you know, no, that actually doesn't help you at all. It doesn't make you more desirable. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> anyway, we could go we off could go on off a on whole, that. You know what? We'll probably have to do an episode we'll on that, episode honestly, on that. just because it's there's so really much important. to that one. There's so much. There's so much there. Um number eleven. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect out of life from yourself, others, and God? Um our shoulds and ought tos often reveal the idols in our heart. This one burns. This one burns. I was literally crying about this. What yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect out of life from yourself, others, mm-hmm. and God? I literally was having conversation with God about how 
it would be, this is not a suicidal thought. Okay. Just, I'm just, I'm fine. (laughs) We're just processing. The thought was, what is the point? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to live this life. If all that's going to happen is I keep making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I keep missing the mark. I can't get it right. You know? Mm -hmm. And like, that is one of the most frustrating things to like realize and have to like learn to just accept about yourself is that you're not going to be perfect as Mm -hmm. much as you want to be. And (laughs) I'm like trying really hard not to get emotional about it, but it's okay. I, it's okay. But like, I just, I hate that. Like Mm -hmm. that is a, that is a level of suffering that is just, very frustrating but anyway well i think it's it like comes- i just i just it's like you know you just don't want to mess up i don't want to live this life if all i'm going to do is like disappoint god disappoint myself mm-hmm. you know disappoint people that i care about mm-hmm. or whatever or and then then the flip side of that is like when i do mess up making sure that i'm holding myself accountable and great now i have to go tell somebody about it like mm-hmm. when i do mess up because it's worse if you keep it to yourself 100%. but like you know, having to go through that is just, oh, it's not an experience that I want to experience in this life. And, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it's just, this is a result of how the world is, mm-hmm. you know, because of sin. And, you know, as frustrating as that is, like, that's just, that's also part of the human experience. And that part is, you know, for growth, but like that striving for perfection is like, I'm right there with you. I think the the root of that, I know like for me in my life is twofold of one, um, forgetting that God loves and he's pleased with me as is. He doesn't want to like leave me there, but he genuinely delights in me and like actually believing that because I think in my mind sometimes like, well, if I don't do it right, why would you be pleased with me? Um, and then to the second part of like, um, like I don't want to have pain and I don't want to suffer consequences for my actions if they yeah. are, if they aren't right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that too. Like that big piece exactly. of it. So it's like, okay, so say, and it's sometimes it can be paralyzing. So say, yeah. say I have to make, make a decision, right? I need to make a decision, but what if I pick the wrong one and now I have suffering consequences of my actions for five years when Ugh. I should have just like, what if I did it? And then like, it's that paralyzing yes. fear. Yes. Um, you're just speaking to myself. And so, right <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a piece where um, there's this part of when I truly believe that I'm loved and God is pleased with me and that he delights in me, that some of that burden and the stress of that comes off. I was, this was another thing I was talking with Dila once I was talking to her about something I was afraid of. And she was just like, I'm tired reading your text. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is my mind. And she was like, yeah, girl, um, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't text her the stuff that I text you. <laughs> but it was one of those. Oh I was gosh. just, yeah, it was that like, well, I just don't, I remember saying like, I just don't want to mess it up. I yeah. just don't want to mess it up. I just don't want to mess it up. And um, yeah. Yeah. I am, I am encouraged. Like I've been reading a lot about David lately and we were texting about this mm -hmm. earlier today before we recorded. And like that, (laughs) 
if there is someone, if there's like one person you can point to in the Bible who like literally just made one mistake after another, it's him. And, and, and it wasn't like all at once for a long period of time. Like that dude went through multiple seasons where he made very poor decisions, messed up and, um, God still used him like so in like such crazy, amazing ways. And he still said, Hey, this man's after my heart. Yes. And he said, this, this guy is after my heart. He's got it. He loves me. He, he knows what my heart is about. And that is like the craziest thing. So I was like mild, I'm like mildly encouraged because I'm like, I'm not David, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but (laughs) didn't kill a man yet. So we all right. (laughs) Yeah. As far as I know, but (laughs) like, but I think about that and I was just like, oh man, well at least, you know, that is true because it's like it, that kind of like brought me out of like just this, you know, paralyzing feeling as you were saying over the last couple of days, just as I've been sort of agonizing over some of my own poor choices as of late. But like, I, it, it, it is crazy how it's, it's crazy in a good way that like people like that are in the Bible because Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, as I've said before, we've, we've gotten this crazy notion that, um, Christians like have it together or something. And it's like the Bible is full of incredibly flawed people, messed up people, messed up, like messed up, people, (laughs) psychotic, uh, murderous, um, you know, unfaithful, disloyal, like, people people who've just really made a huge mess of their lives and like <clears throat> sometimes when i think about that i'm like okay well you can still do something in my life and like and i think it took me just kind of like reading through some of david's story and i'm just kind of going through that in a devotional that mm-hmm. i'm in right now but like i it just helps me to realize like, okay, this is your, this is the season that you're in. Like you're in this season of like stretching. And when you're in a season of stretching, that means you're getting tested. And when you test, sometimes you fail mm-hmm. and sometimes you're going to be making mistakes and, and sometimes it's gonna, you pass and sometimes it's like, all right. Yep. And you're either, you're going to learn from them or guess what? The test is going to come again and you're going to keep making the same mistake until you learn from it and turn from it and move on. Yeah. And like, And then that's, you know, it's just that space where that's, that's what refining your character is all about. That's what God does. And it is such a, as someone who is like struggles with like perfectionism, like that is, I'm right there with you. It is a nightmare process to be in. (laughs) Well, I think, um, I will tell you this, like what goes on in my head and you can tell me how insane it is. Ooh, um, I'll probably be insane. right there with you. But just that. <laughs> well, this was like, go also, on. go on, please tell me about how. Please and I help think me sometimes, feel a little bit better about myself right now. Well, I literally was just having the thought, if we want to go real time of like, God, I will, I have to battle this for forever. Like I literally yeah. just had that thought where I was just like, um, I sometimes so get where it's like, I don't like, sometimes I, like I very much live a free life in Christ, but I, I battle I battle the perfectionism side and um, where I sometimes where it's like when I do things and I feel free, I immediately, I immediately go to like, well, what can I do? What should I do? Shouldn't I do that? I don't know what I should do. And then I go like, go down this, I can go into the spiral and I'm like, I don't want God to be displeased with me. If he's displeased with me, 
then like I should have known better. And then if I, if, if I make a mistake, you should have known better. Like, don't be an idiot. Why did you do that? And it's like this constant kind of like constant spin. Um, and so then sometimes I think like this, where I get to this spot of like, cause I feel like when I was younger, I didn't do it and I don't know why I do it now. Um, but it's this idea of like, well, if I get it right, then I won't have to live in that. And then I won't have to fight those thoughts. And so that's where, um, I think the perfectionism side strives for, um, because sometimes I just want, like, I want relief in that freedom of that. And I know that I know it's in Christ and I know he's working on that in me. Yeah. Um, but that, if I could say like, that's an honest, like real time struggle for me of that, um, that performance mentality or that, and it's a very much a religious spirit. And to be honest of that, like, um, you, you doing like doing all the right things is going to get you to like, get his respect, get his honor, get his, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, cause that's what my heart wants is I just, I want at the end of my life when I am at those gates, I hear well done, my good and faithful servant. Like that's the cry of my heart. Like I want that so much. I love Jesus so much. I want him to be pleased with my life. Um, yeah. And sometimes, sorry, I'm going to get emotional about it, but like, I'm already there, no, but like, I want that so bad. And in my mind, I feel like, well, when you mess up, why would you get that? Yeah. Um, yep. like, so like that's in my, like, well, cause you should have known better. You've known Jesus your whole life, Maria. You've walked with Jesus your whole life. You shouldn't struggle with this or be tempted by this or want X, Y, Z that doesn't look like Christ. You shouldn't like fill in the blank. Um, like, don't be proud. Don't be like, and it's just like this hammer of like, don't be all these things. And, um, so sometimes my, my mind can get a little rattled with that. Um, and there's days that are better than others. Right. But, um, and then I just keep, sometimes I'm just like, Lord, you tell me I have your mind. This is where confessing the word. Like you have your, like, I have the mind of Christ. There's peace there. And I can tell when, if I focus on him and who he is, it's much more peaceful. But if I let my mind, and I know we've talked about this even in our bold women's group, but like a good sign that like you're listening to a lie is if it starts to spiral because God never causes you, causes you to spiral. Um, he brings peace, um, and he brings clarity and he's a still small voice. He's not chaos. Um, so yeah, I would say that's, if you're listening to this and this is me having to recognize it too in my own life, but, um, yeah, I was, um, that's, that's something that I still struggle with, um, a lot to be honest of, well, if I mess up, he'll be displeased with me. And then, um, I think we have very similar like those are almost identical struggles. Just the approach is different. Mm-hmm. Like you come from it from like a lifetime of, you know, walking with the Lord. And I come from it from <laughs> a lifetime of walking away from him yeah. or a huge, huge portion of my life doing that. But like the, the premise is the same. Mm-hmm. Like we both struggle with feeling like, well, we're not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. for it ah. so or that side too of like yeah i would hate to i would hate to have to be like and this is just that pride of like i messed up like i would hate to have to do that or hate to have to go yeah i just i remember one of the most i feel like and i think i went through a season after marriage where i had a scenario that like kind of wrecked me for a few years and um like I had to do a lot of like repenting in it and feeling like I couldn't get out of the scenario. Like, to be honest, there were times I would, um, 
a couple of times I would drive. Well, I can think of one time in particular, I would drove out to like where my ex-husband and I used to live. And I just sat out there and I was just screaming and crying in the car. And I was like, please let me leave this city. I do not want to be here anymore. Um, <laughs> like saying, and I just was like, this was the last place I was genuinely happy. And granted it was like, not that my marriage was great, but it was the last time I could remember being genuinely like, Oh, like I have every, like what my life makes sense right now. Yeah. Um, and I just remember it like the only word I got was stay. And so I remember, <laughs> yeah. Right. Same. Um, so, Same. and not even that it was that word, but it was just that, like, I just knew I was supposed to say, I, I can think of for a good couple of years, I would cry out like, please let me leave this city. I do not want to be here anymore. Yeah. Um, not that I don't love people here or that I don't love my church, but this was just that real where I'm like, I felt like I had pain in church. I felt like I had pain out of church. Like I couldn't, I felt like the places I was, should be able to go to feel relief. I couldn't, um, just reminded of everything. Just reminded of everything. Yeah. Um, and so I just, but I feel like what's really neat too is now seeing God redeem some of that, like, cause he is a God who does redeem. Um, and just like looking at his character, which I would have never seen if I would have left. And, um, but yeah, so I think that, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, just moments of, I think, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But I think, yeah, my my mind, sorry, kind of wrecked a little bit of, yeah, I think my heart just, I so want to please God with what I do. And I think sometimes I feel like pleasing God should feel easier than what it is. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, it is. It is. And I think it's, it is because we just get to in our own heads yeah. and that's when we make it A, about ourselves and B, we make it our problem or our yeah. issue to fix. You and I say this stuff to each other all the all time. time. But like don't make this your problem. Yeah. It's not yours. Like, this is not yours. This is something no. you need to give over. Like you need to be praying yeah. about it and let God take care of it. And I think the other side that is like, I'm getting, I think I'm getting wrecked with two things right now in this season of my life is, I'm gonna, oh my gosh, welcome to like tears with Marilyn Maria. I was, <laughs> I was not expecting that. For me this either. Episode. Me either. Me either. <laughs> it's um, okay. <laughs> these are questions. These are was, questions of just, I have we never, aren't even on 12 yet. We, we have one more, we we have have one more, more question, to go, but that's okay. But I, yeah, um, this is, but yeah, like that fear of people pleasing because I so value the, like, especially the people dearest to me. Like I want them to be like, believe that I'm making right decisions and yes. doing good things yes. and supportive. Um, but sometimes I can give that too much weight where now I become like, like where that can become of not say too much weight because it does like God, put, God says, seek out like, seek out within multiple counselors, like your plan succeed. Like God tells us to yeah. seek wisdom. But sometimes I know myself, I can get me to people pleasing where I feel like unless I have approval of those closest to me, I can't make this decision. And I know that sounds really weird. Um, no, I don't and think not it that, does. Not that I can't make the decision. I did get very panicky about it. Like, well, what are they going to think? What are they going to do? I would love for them to be on my side. Like, like, and I get in this, this mindset. So I think there's this aspect of, um, okay. I think it's, it's bigger than that. I think sometimes I get just afraid to make a decision cause I don't want to mess up and I don't want to displease people and I don't want someone to be disappointed in me. Yeah. I think that's at the root of it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just the other part of like, which ties into fear, which I think striving ultimately for striving also. for perfection. I think that's ultimately at the bottom. Cause if I think that's the bottom core root is that well, if you can't be perfect, if you can be perfect, then you bypass all the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Although nobody likes to be around somebody who's perfect. Like it, think about it in all honesty, 
like, you know, people who are you're around who like, they never like, like they're, yeah. Like nobody wants to be around somebody who's perfect. No, I say that that's my toxic trait all the time is I expect, like I have, like for me, <laughs> I told this to somebody on a date once cause they, <laughs> how'd that work out? Well, you know, <laughs> cause I'm he around, I'm, just I'm still single. So <laughs> Okay, but one, okay, so he said something about his own toxic trait. He was like, my toxic trait, rah, rah, rah. I don't even know how we got on the topic, but um, we were just like on a topic, and then he like said something. He was like, this is, that's probably like my toxic, my toxic trait. trait. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here's mine. Um, <laughs> I expect perfection out of myself, and therefore I project it on other people. Like, I got it. I'm right there with you. It's and then, me. <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like, I do that all the time. Okay. I expect, I expect, and I don't think I'm perfect. I obviously don't because right. my negative internal dialogue would never allow me to think such a thing. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely not. 100%. Keeps me very humble, but I will continue to strive for it. And so therefore I have incredibly high expectations of myself. And so therefore I will then expect myself out of other people I expect other people to think the same way that mm -hmm. I do and to consider things the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And if they don't meet that, then I am like <laughs> Byron. Byron. <laughs> Byron's over here just shaking his head. Do you <laughs> Welcome to our, are you tired thinking about our brains right now? <laughs> He's nodding his head. Yes. Trust me. Okay. It's, I don't want to be hard. here. It's hard in here. And okay? literally like that's Between honestly something years, I can't, I I'm cannot genuinely guys. believing for that though. And I feel like I, as awful as this is, and we were mentioning it earlier, but like sometimes when things come crumbling down and they get worse, that's where God can kind of build them up. And so I feel like I'm becoming so much aware of how these patterns and habits are in me now compared to like before I wouldn't recognize it, that like I, God can now do something with them because I'm actually noticing them and I'm finding them and I'm catching myself going into them quicker. Um, yeah, even though it feels like, Oh, I'm yours. facing this. I'm facing this more. I'm facing this more, but I think it's because now we can get it out. Cause we're actually going to like face it. Yeah. I think you're a step ahead of me there because I, well, I don't realize it until after I've done something stupid. And then I'm like, Oh, well, I, I say that. Final question. Final one. Yeah. When, what do you, okay. What do you feel self pity about when, um, we often feel sorry for ourselves and we can't get what we want revealing idols in our heart. Do we throw temper tantrums like little kids? I have, I think I have, I mean like I throw fits, Yeah, fits. but I don't. I don't know that I feel sorry for myself for not getting what I want. Yeah. I think I go <laughs> to a much darker place. <laughs> I'm like, you can't get what you want because you can't get what you want because you're X, Y, Z. Yeah. But maybe that is a way of feeling sorry for myself. I don't know. Or if you kinda, would be enough, then you could. I kind of just, so I kind of think of like self-pity and maybe this is not the right way to think of this, but I like when I think of somebody feeling sorry for themselves is like taking on a, uh, like a victim mindset and, um, taking on a victim mindset yeah. is like, I don't feel like, 
feel like self pity is in, 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 in having like a victim mindset are, are very similar Yeah, in the sense that like, sometimes we feel like, well, we didn't get what we want. And like, sometimes we will place blame on external things yeah. because we didn't get what we, get want. what we want. Um, and in some senses it's like, we put that on God because like, you didn't give me what I asked for. Right. So therefore poor me. Well, and I'm me. just like this because yeah. you won't answer my prayers and other people. You're suck. doing it for other people, but not me yeah. versus like, Oh, I, yeah. Like, I don't know if I can't get what I want. I'm like, well, it's cause then I've like, will reflect and be like, Oh, it's cause you have been a complete fool over here. <laughs> I had one time where I was, well, this was in my little moment wrestling moments where I was, um, I remember being like feeling like God like told me like I love you because I was like comparison. I was comparing one of my friends who I was like, Lord, I feel like every time she prays, she hears from you. Every time she believes for something, she receives it. Every time, like you could fill in the blank, and I was just like, I feel like you love her more than you love me, and I'm trying, like I'm trying, like I'm trying everything in my life to live for you, right? Easy, I'm Martha. That's my, don't come for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Uh, I wrote a journal about her today too. Oh gosh. Um, but no, I just had this feeling where I was just like, like, and it's not for like a, God, I don't care. I'm just living how I want. It's like, God, I'm trying to live for you. Like I'm trying with every ounce of that I am. And it feels like it's just not like, why do you love her more? Like, that's what it felt like. And I just remember like, just quietly was like, I love you both the same. Yeah, like, it's like, just, it's you're not, the one that's striving. And you're she's the one not. that's striving and she's yeah. not. And yeah. I just remember being like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Like, I'm one of your more remedial children. Thank you <laughs> for pointing that out. Oh, but those are some good questions just to like trigger, like what could be, what could be idols in, in our lives. Yeah. So thanks, Christina Fox. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Like, Maybe I should read Idols of a Mother's Heart because those are good ones. Those are great questions. Can you think of anything, any, anything else about idols? I think like some of our other notes we talked about through there about like, especially control and like fear of losing things. But yeah, I think the big thing, the reason like to God just truly wants, and I say this having been like believing like that, oh, my mind's going to get better too. Like I'm going to like heal and walk through things. And like I won't, like I just said too, like earlier, just, I don't know if, if anything, I hope you all don't feel alone. Like you can love Jesus and still like have battles and have and fight things like you, you aren't by yourself dealing with it all um, the time. So, but that doesn't make you less of a believer, right? Like, cause that will be a lie that the enemy will try to tell you, like, you don't have enough faith. You don't love God enough. Yeah. You aren't, you aren't living for him enough. Um, so if anything, I guess from this, take that away. Um, as we, Marilyn and I process life talking about idols. I am spent now. Spent. <laughs> All right, guys. Hopefully I'm going to go straight to bed after this. Wowie. Wow. Sleep for like a week or something. My gosh. All right. Well, be sure to check out our website at www.boldco.studio where you can learn more about us or stream episodes if you don't have a preferred platform you use already. Flat platform. Words are hard at this point. You got it. Email us with your thoughts, questions, comments, or topic suggestions at info at boldco.studio. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, leave a review where possible on whatever streaming platform you listen to us on. Finally, give us a follow on Twitter. We are at Bold Women Co. 
We're on Instagram at uh, boldwomen.podcast and we are on YouTube at boldwomenpodcast. So yeah, we want to hear from you. Yes. Let's chat. Let's Thanks. discuss. Let us know what you think. Y'all. Leave reviews. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. I don't care. I just want to hear it. The, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah, my goodness. Sheesh. We love you. See you. Bye.